welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Eric, Zach, John, no Tony, no Tom, no Trish. And the most important thing that we need to talk about in the world of sports and Too Many Men, Tony met Santa Claus. Yes, he did. He met the he man through. He met the man from the North Pole. And he wrote a Christmas wish. His Christmas wish was he wants the Devils to win the Stanley Cup the Giants to win the Super Bowl, and the Mets to miss the playoffs. See, that's upsetting because as soon as he does that, the Mets are going in a skid. That, that that's means, not good. That means Santa's doing his work. Yeah. And, 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 to, and I guess Tony's been a good boy this year. <laughs> I Santa, guess so. Santa takes no days off, and Tony made the nice list. <laughs> that's that's the nah. Never would have thought that Santa would actually get Tony what he wanted. I thought it was cool, for sure. But, you know, fuck us, I guess, right? We just can't have happiness, John, apparently. Santa had a futures bet on the Braves to win the World Series. So, Mm -hmm. that's what's happening. (laughs) Let's speak of the Mets. Five-game slid. Offense looking putrid. They did get Javier Baez at the trade deadline, which was a a very – Pleasant sight and a very good sight to see. But well, he went off he, the side of the field last did. for a little bit. He did, and that that scared me. That really legitimately scared me. Oh yeah. But came back, played shortstop, looked very strong in his you know return from the injury. But what is going on with this team? Uh, I think it's more. I think this is finally the point where the pitchers are being worn out, the starters. I really do. And now that the, getting the news about DeGrom right in the slip of free agent – or not free agency, uh, trade deadline, they just slipped that in right after we buy, get Baez. And I feel like we just, we, we've just we been pushing our pitchers to the limit all season. And they've been playing well. But now it's just to the point where this is the dog days, final August, September stretch, and it's tough. Considering how fact the, or how close the Mets were to getting Kenta Maeda and Josh Donaldson from Minnesota, it makes me yeah. even more frustrating. Oh, yeah. Because Maeda is exactly what this team needs right I now. will say I really like Rich Hill because of his, his slider and his curveball are unbelievable. They get a lot of people chasing. He's popping up a lot of pitches. There'll be like a man on – he'll let up a, a double to lead off the inning, and he'll get out of it. And he'll do it for three innings in a row which is pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him. I'm all for it, too. It's, if, even if it's just a rental, it's something. It's, you know? Yes, exactly. So the Mets coming off two straight losses against Miami. This team has not scored more than three runs in a game in over a week. Yeah, and it is – well, besides – 8 and 11 in their last – They got four. 21. Three, or... three and seven in their last ten. This team uh, is six games under 500 since uh, Memorial Day. Yep. And it – it's a struggle. Taiwan Walker with like a six ERA since being in the All-Star game. I don't know. Ho, ho, ho. Tony yep. has arrived. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, we're your favorite part of the day, huh? Hey, listen. Talking about the Mets. Hey, listen, I'm down here. I'm in Missouri. I got my print shop. I, have, I cut this whole banner by hand, by fucking hand, and now I'm grommeting it by hand to hang it up behind home plate at the World Series here in Branson, Missouri. I like your little polo you got. You look professional. 
The listeners can't see it, but he has a really, you know, spiffy-looking polo there. So what are we talking about right now? I got some time to kill. We're talking about the Mets. How bad the Mets are. Yeah, did Javier Baez make your team worse? No, he's hitting home. He's hitting well. He's having hard hits. He had, almost had a second home run in the second game. He had yeah, the home but run him in his hitting first. well. Him hitting well. Maybe the other players are like, oh, it takes the pressure off us. No. No, it shouldn't. I would hope not. Look, somebody's fucking hit. There's been, so, there's been so much pressure all season. All of a is sudden, DeGrom, you got one player, and you think he's going to take it over. Is DeGrom out all of August? Yep. As yep. of now, they said they're going to have him throw in 10 days. And if he needs to reassess the situation, they will. Yeah, because if that gets worse, that's not good. I just told the guys before the podcast started, Tyler Glass now is out until 2023, most likely, with yep. Tommy John. That's crazy. That is a long is, time. Is John here? Yes, sir. Good, oh, man. John, how are we? Doing all right, man. I'm, I'm just waiting for the next talk to come in. <laughs> ah. Oh. I talk Kemba, huh? Yeah, you, you want to talk about the Knicks? Though. John, you want to talk right. about the Knicks? Of course, man. Well, you're going to wait because, Tony, what is happening at Giants practice? Oh, uh, so a year ago, we did an episode called Joe Judge Fight Club. Yes, we did. Uh, it was when Joe Judge got into a heated argument with then offensive, clerk, core, uh, offensive line coach, I believe it was Mark Colombo. It was Mark Colombo. And that led to the rumors of some fists being thrown. Well, I'm here to tell you, gentlemen, that the Joe Judge Fight Club is alive and well, as we saw in Giants camp. What's rule number uh, one of it? What's rule number one of Joe Judge Fight Club? We don't talk about Joe Judge Fight Club. There we go. I like the scrappiness. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm a huge fan. Dude, Logan Ryan was talking it up. Logan Ryan put it on Twitter, too. It's like Daniel Jones walking back into the locker room uh, after the fight. And it's like Roy Williams walking into the UNC locker room. <laughs> so, I mean, the boys are gelling. You know, and listen, if they're not going to compete hard and – you know, what, what it stemmed from was Lorenzo Carter laid a huge hit on Corey Clement with the first day of pads. Yep. You guys and have Corey so Clement? To, uh, what? You guys have Corey Clement? Yeah. Didn't Ooh. know that. Yep. So that's what led to the altercation, and Ingram steps in on Carter. Logan Ryan steps in on Ingram. And, you know, you love to see leaders step up on each side of the ball, really. How about Daniel Jones at the bottom of the pile? Apparently, Daniel Jones was awful in practice when they weren't wearing pads. And his first day with pads, he did not miss a throw. You know who was awful in practice, too, from what I heard? Sam Darnold. Oh, no. Uh, first day, new team. Well, it's been a new system. Awful. New chemistry that he's got to build up with the team. But I, by the end of spring, he'll be good. I, I, do, I do want to bring something up about the Giants, the Giants fight club. Because... John here, God bless him, uh, he, we, we have a private group chat on Instagram, and he said in the group chat that the Giants are a bigger laughing stock right now than the Jets, and I want him on the podcast to explain his rationale, John. Yeah, I, I can't wait to fucking hear this one. Yeah, Melissa, man, I was just talking exactly at that moment, at that day, at that time. John, at 3 there's not a yesterday. single moment, day, or time yes. where that will ever be true. Unless you guys become a dynasty, it's never going to be true. 
Okay, I'm just saying, in a 10-minute span where, one, Kenny Galladay oh. possibly was injured. You know, everyone thought that. And then, two... He is injured. It's just not as bad as people, could th- people okay. thought. Two, it just happened that, it, like, the news broke that you got your quarterback was in the scrum, and it was on the bottom of the pile with the whole team. So, without well, any of the info that came the out later... got to the bottom of the pile because he stepped in. After Logan Ryan stepped in, Daniel Jones stepped in. That's just not what you want your quarterback to do. I get. I mean, it's good. That's it's exactly what I want the leader of my team to do, John. Maybe not, not your, your not your quarterback. It's a little different for me, John. 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 Your quarterback, the one who's your whole season depends on. John. He's getting the boys fired up. That's what he's doing. John. Listen, I I, I like the Jets more than the Giants, but but. I don't think a, a fan of a team whose quarterback got knocked out by his own teammates should say whether or not a quarterback should be involved in a fight. So, no, no, that's exactly why I have I have the more, I have more experience okay. with any of you guys. Just because my I know like the risk that quarterback, your starting quarterback getting hurt can derail a season, especially with the like who is the Giants' backup right now? Does anyone know off offhand? It's Mike Lennon. So you want yeah, you want your season. Let's, let's just say, you know, hypothetically, Daniel Jones, he's just in the bottom of this pile. You know, he's, you know, being a leader of men, sure. But let's just say, so like, a, a huge heavy guy lands on his throwing hand. Now he's out for, like, a couple weeks. In the, your season's in the hands of Mike Lennon. Well, a huge heavy guy did land on his throwing hand. So. I know. That's all I'm saying. Go I mean, ahead. Play your saying. devil's advocate game all you want, gypsy man. If it was the Jets, then it would have broken his hand. <laughs> exactly. But that's true. Also, true. <laughs> that is very true. But no, did you see the shirt Jason Garrett was wearing at practice uh, the no, other day? I did not. So he had a shirt on, and it was the Giants logo, like the old school font, and it just said "fight" on it. Apparently, the boys took that a little too literally. Are you? You're, you're, you're probably going to get that shirt, aren't you? Oh, if, they, if if it goes on sale to the general public, yeah, I'll get one. But you know, you know, John, let's make it a little bit happier. To defend your Knicks in free agency, because they... that's going to make him happier. Yeah, yes. John, come on. I want to hear what Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier is going to do for you. I really do. <laughs> I, okay, listen, man. If you need, if you, well, listen. I'm an optimist, all right. So give me, give me, excuse me for being optimistic about my team. It's the first me, year you've been optimistic brought, about the Knicks, by the way. I know. It's a I long know. time. Listen, it's amazing what winning will do, right? <laughs> but listen, we're well, in the that winning you were the fifth seed. That wasn't fourth winning. Now in the first round. That was the fourth seed. The East being dog shit. Yeah, but bounce in the first damn got, round. We got better, and you know who didn't get better? The Celtics. I would say the pace. Pictures got worse. When did I would you say, get better? Wait, wait. What do you mean you got better? We got – listen, who, who was our starting point guard last year? Let me ask you that. It was – they, they said it was no, a carousel it, on NBA Network. It was Alfred Payton, who is the worst player of – you know, he's the guy with the literal – when he was in the Magic, he had the literal palm tree hanging from his head in front of his eyes, so he couldn't see where the freaking rim was. And he, like, this has never learned the skills to actually be a point guard in the NBA. He's the worst player I've seen on the Knicks in a couple of years. And now he's gone. We replaced him with Kemba Walker, who, yeah, sure, last year I was giving all the Celtics fans shits for paying him $30 million a year, but giving him $8 million a year, the same as Alfred Payton. So we got, we got improved, and we're, you know, getting him 
for cents on the dollar, honestly. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. Something. I, I saw a lot of shit thrown at Kemba Walker, especially from this podcast. It's as simple as that. Especially from you, man in glasses. <laughs> Not me. But the other man in glasses. Other man in glasses. That wasn't even the worst move you guys made in free agency. What the fuck are you doing giving all that money to Evan Fournier? Would you rather give that to Duncan Robinson? I'd rather not give it at all. An option was not to give it. Listen, it's just – listen, I, Eric and I were talking about this as far as contracts go in this free agency. Money is just being thrown around willy-nilly. I guess it's what you got to do, though, if you want to get – who are we going to start a shooting guard before? Are you any closer today than you were two days ago in an NBA championship? No, but that wasn't our plan to. Listen, so no what's the beating. so what's the end goal here? Because now you're tied up in Evan Fournier for four years. You're tied up in Kemba Walker for four years. When the window finally opens for the Knicks to win a championship, you have this money dedicated to two players that probably won't be part of any kind and, of championship team. And John, John, I, I like that you brought back Derrick Rose. You brought back Derrick Rose a little bit too much money. No, but here's the thing that people don't yeah. get because Woj didn't report at the time. All of the contracts we gave out are only partially guaranteed. It's only three years, and the last, the fourth year for all of them is a team option. So we shout don't out, necessarily – Shout out to the fact that your starting point guard is going to make less than your backup point guard is. I know, right? That's impressive. That's the greatest, That's the greatest I, part about it all. But, again, Guys, I – Guys, if I dip out of here, if I dip out of here, like, randomly, it's because my boss showed up. Okay. Just no, no, a fair it's warning. We have no reason to believe he's coming down here. I've been okay. kind of alone all day, just hanging banners and shit. But okay, so th- thanks for the word of warning, though. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I just disappear, you'll know why. Yeah, and if he rejoins, we also know why. Um, yeah. But but John, I I have told you this. I do think the Bulls jumped you in free agency. Oh yeah, they did. I really like the moves they made. Yeah, yeah they did. Listen, I don't know. Like, they leapfrogged you. You're gonna give you're gonna give me shit about giving Fournier that money. What has Lonzo Ball done to deserve that much money per year? Jack shit is what he's done. Lonzo he's, Ball uh, still has potential. Evan Fournier does not. Evan Fournier is 28 years old. All I we did, needed was scoring listen, in the first I, three point shooting. That's what we needed. I do like Fournier. I'm I am a fan of his, and I do get why he got that kind of money because I think he's a decent player. I get why Lonzo Ball got more money than Evan Fournier, but it's like, it's where you're putting your money. So the Bulls, they get Lonzo Ball four years, 85 mil. They got DeRozan three years, 85 mil, and they have Vucevic and they have Zach Levine. I'm loving everything out of Chicago. I know you're probably losing Markman. Yeah, great moves. But I do think losing Markman is going to hurt a little bit, but I have the Bulls right now as a five seed. I think they're – I think don't get me wrong. I think they're a nice team. I, they probably could jump us easily. I mean, we didn't get that much – we improved, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, we overachieved last year. All I'm expecting is a playoff berth. We, we might be even be in the play in this, this year for all I know. But that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, we are the Nets from a couple of years ago. We're just trying to be a solid playoff team. And Not then in a, couple, in a couple of years, those contracts that I mentioned, those are easily – easy to part ways with, you know, like I said, it's a three year, most of them are three years, you know, the fourth year is an option for each of those. That's tradable assets right there. You know, you package that with the picks. We didn't have to give up any of our picks this year to move up in the draft to uh, get any of those stars. 
the stay the course. We don't or, need to worry about. No, 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 no. Okay, let's kick the can down the road a little bit, and we're talking about moving the contract to Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. Let's do that. By that time, you've wasted three years of Julius Randle. You've wasted three years of R.J. Barrett, because who knows what he's going to be in his career. If you're playing for three years down the road, you're better off not signing these players at all. If you're already looking forward to potentially moving the contract in four years, it was a bad contract, and you know it was a bad contract. Well, here's the thing. I don't like it's. I like it for a multitude of reasons because it has the flexibility of what I just said. But I think the roster is going to keep improving. I think RJ is going to become that second star we need. Fournier, he's not a star. He's not like a, or by any means, but he's a like a near twenty points a game scorer. And he had chemistry with, with Walker when Walker was healthy last year in Boston for, like, after the trade deadline. So I think it could work out. I'm not saying we're going to – I don't think – I don't have any delusions about making it to the conference finals, beating any of Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Like, maybe we can beat the Sixers, no offense, because Simmons is still there. <laughs> but I don't know. I just All think I'm that, saying is the Knicks should be in on better players. It doesn't matter where they are standing, what their growth or expectation is. They should be in on bigger players because of the market they're in, but they're making moves that a team like an Indiana, a team like a Charlotte, a team that is a lower-tier team and pretty clearly a lower-tier team would make. But I think By just handing out money. And to, to, to kind of play devil's advocate for Tony there, um – there weren't as many big names available in free agency this year as there would have been in prior years. With that said, what I would have done is save up a little bit because if the Zion rumors are true and he wants to play in New York City with the Knicks, you got to be able to afford him. Yeah, so 2023, we had that flexibility. The thing is, if we had all that money, like let's say in uh, invested in – I thought that flexibility came – wait, you said that flexibility came three years in the future. Not like, well, you know, okay, yes, but here's the it's but there's one year left on that contract if a contract just becomes tradable. So, here's the thing if we had, say, like a mammoth Chris Paul, like the 40, how much is he getting? 40 million a year, or like yeah, he got too much, getting, but if you're Phoenix, you have to do it. He's getting yeah. 30 mil at 40. Yeah, so uh, Lowry, he's also getting 30 million, I believe. He's right? getting too much too. Yeah, so like, but, that's you know, a name I saw thrown around. Yeah, because, I mean, that's their best shot at moving out. Like, I, like a lot of people had Kyle Lowry and CP3 linked to the Knicks because, you know, a guy like that could help us take the next step. But at the same time, in a couple of years, that's going to be an albatross of the contract to try and get rid of. You know, it's easier to get rid of, say, you know, an $8 million a year New Orleans Noel contract and a $10 million a year Alec Burks because odds are those will still be solid. I do like the Noel signing. I like the I Noel well. signing. I like that too. Even if he's part. coming off the bench, I like it. Yeah, he's a good player. I can see a little hesitancy where you might be like, uh, who's going to really want to trade for Alec Burks or, uh, you know, Evan Fournier. But, you know, you've, we've seen it before in recent years, you know, like these contending teams will trade their late first round, their late first round picks just to absorb that salary cap. And, you know, they'll give you a couple expirings. Just, you know, that way you clear the cap room. If Zion wants to come to New York, we can make it happen. All I'm saying is we see contracts around the league, DeMar DeRozan and, you know, others, and we're not talking about flexibility down the road. And that's why the Knicks will continue to be a poverty franchise. 
Because if you're signing players solely because of their flexibility down the road, you're not looking to win anything anytime soon. The way I see it is where the Hawks free agency from last year. When you when they signed Gallinari and uh, what's his name, they, they signed another. They like they got a couple of you know guys off the bench. You know, they signed Rondo. They signed Bogdanovich. They signed Rondo. Everyone's looking at them like, okay, what's your hopes here? You're going to be a bottom seed in the East. You're not going to really go anywhere. There's nothing wrong with being a solid playoff team. It's important for young players to be able to get that experience, especially after those are different. Those two signings are different, and I'll tell you why. They went out and got Bogdanovich. They went out and got Gallinari. Who was the star of that team? Trey Young. You guys go out and get Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Who's your star? Randall. And, and, but like, yeah, Randall. Exactly. It's building around a young star, not building around an established one. I was more in favor of – maybe selling high on Julius Randle. Personally, I don't know if we'll be able to replicate the season he just had. You're putting a lot of stock into that. It wasn't a one-year fluke for Julius Randle. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, well, then here's the thing. You know, we have – we didn't extend him or anything. We have a year of him on contract. And if he doesn't – if he regresses or anything like that, We'll give him a, mar- a fair market deal. We don't need to have, have build around him. What we really need to save cap room for is when RJ, you know, hits restricted free agency. We, yeah, we're going to probably have to give him a max because some team will love to take him away from us. Haven't the Knicks not offered a second contract to a first-round pick since, like, 1994? Yep, and it's very, very sad. That's, we, that, that came up in the news after Frank Nicolina just left, you know, that's comical. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, listen, we can we can argue about the Knicks all day. I mean, there's other there's other news in free agency, like you said. Uh, Chris so, Paul, you know, got yeah. paid. So reportedly, yeah, through the nose. According according to Brian Windhorst, Chris Paul was offered a three year contract by New Orleans worth a hundred million dollars. That was never happening. If you poorly thought about it, but he ends up staying in Phoenix, four years, 120. I do think the Suns had to do that move. Uh, you have to prove you're going all in. I, I mean, it's a matter of staying relevant for that team, you know? I mean, you could roll the dice and let Chris Paul walk, free up some money, and try to get another star there and hope that Chris Paul didn't play as big a part as all of us think. You can play that game, but why would you at that point? There's no reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My big winners of free agency so far are the Bulls. The Heat, even though the Heat did overspend a little bit, they got their names. But my big winner so far is the Lakers. Yep. I don't know. I think the Bulls are bigger winners than the Lakers. The Bulls are the bigger winner in the long term. Yeah. Lakers uh, are the biggest winner for next season. Lakers out here opening a retirement home in Los Angeles. Oldest team of all time, I believe. Yeah. Pretty much average age. Like, every average age is like 32. Shout out to like Kendrick. Went out, first, they trade for Russ. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not as high on Russ as other people. I think he's a damn good player. I just don't think you can win with him. That's just my opinion of it. Um, Melo should have happened two years ago. Melo should have a ring because he should have been a Laker two years ago. Uh, obviously, I think 
Russ was a plan B. I think who they really wanted was Dame, but I don't think that any team will be able to put up the package that Portland wants for him, unfortunately. But, I mean – it's looking more and more like Dame's not getting traded out of Portland, especially after they re-signed Norman Powell, which was huge. Yeah, and teams that report that were reportedly in on Dame are now looking toward other options. I know incarcerated Bob on Twitter tweeted out that uh, Raptors and Warriors, two teams that were, I would say, feeling their wa- feeling the waters when it comes to uh, Damian Lillard are now shifting their focus and putting pitches together for Ben Simmons. So, another pitch, at least. So, we'll see what's going on with Ben Simmons because that's been going back and forth, back and forth. No trade, no real strong offer so far. But, again, still early in the offseason, so that could change any minute. But before Although, to be fair, we don't really know what's come out. Um, we might see an offer, think it's a strong offer but we don't know how high regard Sixers management holds Ben Simmons in regards to the package that they could get for him. And how high high the rest of the league has a regard for Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, Walt, Walt, I think he's turning into a Carson Wentz type figure for me, Mm -hmm. where some teams would just be totally out on him, but other teams would see the potential in him. And if you find an Indianapolis, like the uh, Eagles did with Wentz, Speaking of Carson Wentz, five to twelve—that's rough for the start of the season for Indy. But you'll you'll be able to find a team, you know. Yeah, there will be takers, and apparently Sacramento is still in the mix, from what I've heard. Uh, um, I can see a problem there where if he gets traded to Sacramento, him not reporting. Mm-hmm. But which is bad for the league? Which is bad for the league, and it's bad for Sacramento. I can't see him not reporting. I do think he'd do that. You don't think he'd do that? I don't know. I mean, has he has he has he indicated that he would ever do that? Do that if he's crazy? Oh, why would anyone want to play for Sacramento? That's un- Nobody's that's ever indicated though. they want to play for Sacramento. Darren Fox but got ben a Simmons mad- by far yeah. would be the biggest name they've had in Sacramento in years. Yeah, but if you did that, you're probably giving up Darren Fox or Buddy Heald futures. Yeah, and I like Marvin Bagley. the pairing of Heald and Fox more than Simmons. Yeah, I do too. But while, while Tony is here, and we didn't discuss it last week, let's do NHL free agency. Yes, let's. Yeah, what, what order do you want to talk about for NHL free agency? You hit me with something, I'll give my opinion. Dougie Hamilton. Huge fan. Newest number seven in red. Picked his number today. I saw that. I love that. Uh, the thing I love the most about it, other than the fact that he is on my team, the New Jersey Devils, is the uh, average annual value. There is some weird quirks in the contract when it comes to actual cash salary per year, clauses and all that junk as well. But an average AAV of $9 million a year when defensemen like Seth Jones – and Zach Renski are getting nine five and up. That was insane. When Doug Hamilton is clearly a better defenseman than them, that's a hell of a move. A, a great job by Tom Fitzgerald getting that done. What do you think of some of the moves Bruins made? No Shek, Felino, Hall. Uh, and Allmark. And Allmark, too. Yeah. Um, trouble, by the way. We'll get to Buffalo in a little bit. But. It's interesting. I didn't see Allmark coming in 
I, I did not see that happening. Uh, it, it actually took me back a little bit. But if there ever was a time to move on from Tuka Rask, I know he just had surgery. He's probably going to miss the start of the season. I have a feeling he will be back uh, with Boston. I just don't know in what role because they love Sweeney there. And they just moved Ladar. Is that oh, right? Oh, Swayman. Yeah, Jeremy Swayman. Big Swayman. Fan. Swayman. The Swayman. They just moved Ladar too. Is that right? Yes, he's going to Calgary. Yeah, and I, I love that spot for him too because he's going to be able to get some reps there, and I think he's a very good young goalie. Um, but yeah, they're an interesting team. I mean, I still don't know if they can win anything. You know, I don't want to say the window's closed, but the window kind of seems like it's closed. I also think David Krejci was a very important piece of that franchise, and just from a gone. defensive aspect. He's back home in what the Czech Republic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting team. I don't love their free agency, but I don't hate it. But it seems like some of the moves, other than addressing goaltender at Linus Allmark, seems like some of the moves are making moves just to make moves. You know. The goalie situation in Seattle, Arizona, Buffalo, and Colorado. Uh, Seattle, I love a one-two of Grubauer and Dreger. I do too. Um, I know it doesn't, but I think if you're Seattle, you should probably think that Dreger is expendable because I think Grubauer is the better goalie. Uh, But you're not going to do that after wasting an expansion draft pick on him and making him your first signing in franchise history. That's just not how that's going to work. They did. Uh, what were the other teams you said? Well, I was going to say for Seattle, they did trade Vanacek and get a second back, which that's a win. I, I believe wholeheartedly you could get a first for Dreger. You probably can. Florida would probably give it up. You get a desperate team like a Toronto? Yeah. Who went um, out and got Peter Morazic, but that's, yeah. that's another thing. Uh, Colorado replacing Grubauer with Darcy Kemper gave up Connor Timmons in a first. Uh, a lot of people love Darcy Kempner. I'm not a huge Darcy I'm, Kemper fan. I am. I'm one of them. Yeah, I know you are. But there's just goalies I like more. That's not saying he's a bad goalie or anything. There's just goalies around hockey I do like more. Uh, but they were a team where it was clear they were starving for somebody new in net. It was actually a shock when they lost Grubauer to Seattle. Um, they had him. But I don't think. It's another team where I don't think they got any better. You know, it's – if they – I think they still lose to a Vegas uh, with Robin Leonard running the show there now. They're not any closer to a Stanley Cup. So, Colorado – it is also worth knowing that Colorado is currently the betting favorites for uh, the Stanley Cup. Now, from- Yeah, and if I'm anybody else, I yeah. wouldn't bet it. Now, from good goalie situations to bad goalie situations, Arizona and Buffalo. Uh, Arizona and Buffalo, man, when they play each other this year, those will be the two worst teams in hockey that we've seen in a while. That game gets um, nationally televised? It should be. What was that game that one year? I believe Buffalo was involved. Was it Edmonton? It might have been. It's like a tank bowl. Like, I don't know. So, right now – what right Buffalo's now. doing should be illegal because it's open tanking. Buffalo is going to start Craig Anderson in net right now, projected. Who's there two? Might be De- Devin Levi, the guy they got for Sam Bennett. Or Sam Reinhart, my bad. Because now Bennett and are on the same team. 
Right now, uh, I think they should have made a, a larger effort to keep Omar because I believe he could have been the goalie of the future. But meanwhile, Arizona is going to start Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton, not a bad goalie, just a more of a backup caliber. You know, he'll win you some games some nights. I think the goalie situation in Arizona is better than the goalie situation in Buffalo, and that's what the first overall pick might come down to. Now, there's one team that switched out both of their goaltenders, and that's Carolina. Yeah, uh, shocking move. Um, trading Alex Nedeljkovic, a runner-up for the Hart Trophy. Uh, not for the Hart Trophy, for the Calder oh. Trophy this year. And Detroit gets a steal. Detroit gets their goalie of the future basically for nothing. A small price to pay for future goaltending. Hell of a move by Steve Eisman. It's at the point with Steve Eisman where I wouldn't pick up the phone if he called because I don't want to look like an idiot. Um, but, yeah, so who are the two new goalies in Carolina? Auntie Ronta and Freddie Anderson. Auntie Ronta and Freddie Anderson. I see Auntie Ronta as a worse James Reimer and Freddie Anderson as a worse Peter Morazin. So <laughs> you're no closer than where you were last year. Those are really the big free agent moves that we were waiting on. We're still waiting on anything from the Islanders. We haven't heard much. Yeah, but we know. Yeah, we kind of know. We know Zajac's locked up. Paul Mary's locked up. We know. And, John, I know John was talking earlier about NBA contracts. The terms on Spencer Dinwiddie's contract are here. It is three years, reportedly $62 million for Spencer in Washington. Yeah, They're handing out so much money to average players. It's crazy, man. I also hear that that's going to actually be a four-team trade now. The Russell Westbrook and the Spencer Dinwiddie deals, uh, uh, trades, they're going to be – it's going to become a four-team trade with uh, Brooklyn, L.A., uh, Washington, and uh, obviously the other team in there. I'm just forgetting off the top of my head. I, I don't know who the other team is. Might be just three teams. I know it's not it's four teams. Just uh, give me one – come back to me. I'll get that. <laughs> All right. Crazy amount of sign-in trades this year. I know. Like more than usual. But while, while we're wrapping up, we do have shining stars. We did Detroit. This was yeah. this was all four of us can agree. This was painful. Oh, horrible. This was a painful to write. Zach came to me before the podcast and goes, Oh my God, this is gonna hurt. I think we all have the same yeah. one. We should all have the same number one. Oh, no, probably not. <laughs> Why, Zach? Here's baseball? <laughs> uh, let me double check. Yeah, it is baseball. Okay, That's we right. might have the same number one. Okay. All right. Wait, so before we start, some words from DeGrom in an interview last night. Oh, please. We need, we need words of hope from Jacob DeGrom. He says, well, he says that he feels good, but it's the most frustrating thing. I feel like I was having the best uh, year of my career. Which he was, for sure. He was. <laughs> and Derek Cole's got COVID. And yeah, Edwin, so and does Edwin, uh, Edwin Diaz just went on the paternity list. Of course. Oh, we don't He's just going to blow leads anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. That's <laughs> Man's having a kid. <laughs> yeah, he's going to fucking miss that save, too. Oh, we, that's terrible. <laughs> What kind Tommy, of joke even is that? Tommy just know. came on just a little bit too late. We were talking to NHL free agency. You just missed it. Too bad. Tommy, he's got a list. That was oh, Tom's thing. here? Ah, I just got here. Whoa. Tom apparently didn't know we were doing a podcast episode. Hey. Okay, that's fine. Because he's not in that group chat. 
He's not? Oh, I thought he was. There's another group chat? Yeah. There's... <laughs> What's yeah, that? There's, there's two of them. <laughs> too, many, too many men group chats. Yeah. yeah. One's, one's the too many men group chat, and the other is the TWO many men group chat. Cool. But we are doing Shining Stars. We have Detroit. Uh, I got, you, I, got um, I got. I just got one question about this. Does it have to be a player, or does it have to just be someone in sports? We've done this. It's a player. Yeah. Damn it. See, I gotta take two names off my list. That brings it to two people on the list. Because what so coaches old. did you have on the list? I had I had Dan Campbell. I knew it. And I, I had that. Steve Eiserman. Stevie, <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I love that one. Man, I'm a huge Dan Campbell fan. Did you see his? Did you hear about his Starbucks order? Yeah. No. <laughs> Crazy. His Starbucks order. He went on today and said that his Starbucks order was, quote, two venti coffees with two espresso shots in each is more than 1,000 milligrams of caffeine. And it's the equivalent of drinking 10 Red Bulls every morning. Oh, my God. He's that guy, man. <clears throat> I'm basically cut off from the outside world here in Missouri. Connection uh, is shit. I'm surprised this is actually working now talking to you guys. Uh, Tony, you're going to like one of my players just because of his name. And you're going to know why because of his name. So you'll hear it. All right, Shining Stars Detroit. My number one, and hopefully to God, everybody's number one, is Miguel Cabrera. Okay. Aye. 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 Are, are we all at Miggy at number one? Yeah, Tom's that's Tom definitely. I don't know who that is. Yeah. You don't know who Miguel Cabrera is? God damn it, Tom. Baseball. I mean, still, though. He's been in the league like over 20 years. Okay, cool. He's, on my, he's my one. Okay. Cool. What's going on? Tom's number one. All right. I got to get going, boys. I'll talk to you later. All right. Tony, I'll read your list later. Yeah. All right. See ya. ya. All right. So, number one is Miguel Cabrera for all of us. Number two, Tony is Jared Goff. I have Cade Cunningham. Let's start with John. John, who is your number two? My number two? Let's let's be honest. It's it's you know Slim Pickens over here. It's very Slim Pickens in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I got Cade Cunningham here. I know that. I, I know. Listen, I know the man hasn't played a single minute for the Pistons yet. But listen, as soon as he took out those shades on draft night, I knew <laughs> this he guy. Did. This man was on the list. He knew. <laughs> he knew right then and there. So me and John both have Cade Cunningham at number two. Tom, who's your number two? I have Cade Cunningham. Tom also going with the number one pick in the draft just last week. Zach. I went a little uh, outside the box here. Already? I went Jamal Williams. Yeah, I love that. That is a gutsy pick. Former Packer. He he, he was a former Packer. The Lions do love their former Packers. They do. They do. So Jamal Williams is number two for Zach. Number three. I have TJ Hawkinson. This is where Tony has Cade Cunningham. I'm expecting a good year at Hawkinson, probably the best pure player on the Detroit Lions roster. John, who's your number three? I've been struggling here, trying to think. And it's not it's not the you know most We're struggling uh, the, at number three. This is not the prettiest pick, but you know, O line always gets disrespected. Give me Frank Ragnow. Oh my Lions god. Center. We have a center going three. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Detroit. It is, it is rough in Detroit. Very rough. 
Uh, Tom, who's your number three? I have Jared Goff. This is where Tom has Jared Goff. Zach. I went with a quarterback, but not Jared Goff here. I know where this – I'm going to put the name – I'm just going to put the name down. Because of his Thanksgiving start, David Blau. <laughs> that is not what I expected. But David Blau makes the list in number three for, for Zach. <laughs> I like how he makes what it over Goff. <laughs> He's there before Goff. Right now we have – right now Zach has Jamal Williams and David Blau over Cade Cunningham. Yep. Number four, this is where I have Jared Goff. Uh, of course, just moved to Detroit for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford would probably be number two if he was still in Detroit, by the way. Yeah. But I have Jared Goff at number four. Tony has Panay Sewell at number four. John. All right. I got Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons. You know, most improved player candidate last year. Yes, but, uh, he was. And John was so heartbroken that he, he won. He, uh, Julius Randle won it over Jeremy Grant. Oh, yeah. Four and up. He was robbed, clearly. Uh, Tom, who's your number four? I have DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. And number four, star running back for the Lions. Zach. I actually went with Tom here, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift comes in at number four. My number five, different Lion going defensive side of the ball. I have Jeff Okuda. And number five, the cornerback from Ohio State. Uh, Did show very good improvements in his rookie year. Uh, he progressed throughout the season. And, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Definitely deserved to go top three. Tony had Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings at number five. John. Kelly Olenek, who just signed there. Just on, signed uh, there. The Eva free agency. <laughs> Listen, Heat legend, Boston Celtic legend. You, enough has been said about him. <laughs> no. a three-year, $37 million deal for Kelly Olenek to Detroit, by the way. Tom. I have uh, Penny Sewell. This is where Penny Sewell comes in for Tom and Zach. Uh, this is where I go Cade Cunningham. This is where Cade Cunningham makes his appearance on Zach's list at number five. Number six, I'm with Tony here. I have Dylan Larkin, probably the best player in the Red Wings, my only Red Wing on the list. John. This is where I have TJ Hawkinson going a little yeah, bit later I- than – this is also where Tony has TJ Hawkinson going for what it's worth. Tom. I also have Hawkinson. Tom has TJ Hawkinson. Zach. Um, all right, so this one's out of the box. But I oh, told, as I told Tony, it's because of the name. Tom might know because he's watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. But it's Kyle Funkhauser. <laughs> he's a Detroit uh, Tiger. One of the Funkhauser cousins. <laughs> yes. That's a great show. That's a great show. It's a great show. As soon as I saw that, that name, I had to put it in my list. So me and Tony both agree at number seven. Both of us have DeAndre Swift at number seven. John. Uh, well, here's a question, first of all. Is Trey Flowers still a member of the Detroit Lions? Trey Flowers is still there. Then Trey Flowers is number seven. Well, there you go. There's, I just gave John a free one. I could have said no, and he wouldn't have known. Well, I Googled it, but I'd like – so I Googled Detroit Lions active roster, and it's, I don't think it's up to date. It says Quentin Dunbar is on the team, unless he's, he is. I might have missed that signing. 
oh man, holy crap, he's still there, Trey Flowers? Yeah, Quinn Dunbar is there too. So Trey Flowers makes his first appearance on our lists. Tom. I have Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley. I want to make sure he's still there because I know yes. he's not I there. Well. He's, he's not. I I thought he's he not was. there. I he's thought they Charlotte. Oh Damn no, Charlotte's on. My nine. All right, he's that means I just got to go to my next one, right? Yes, Jacob Verona. Uh, so <laughs> a late substitution. In comes Jacob Verona, <laughs> number seven. Because <laughs> sorry, I'm heartbroken. Mason Plumley's not not a member of the Pistons anymore. He got paid, man. He yeah. got paid by Charlotte, though. Yeah, he got paid by Charlotte too. He's Plum Dog Millionaire. Plum Dog Millionaire. <laughs> Zach, who's your number seven? Willie Peralta. Another Detroit Tiger. <laughs> we are – this is – all of ours are not great. I just want to say that. We're all not good. Well, we, got, we don't have a lot to work with here. We don't. We don't. Minor rates <laughs> Panay Sewell. This is where I have Panay Sewell now. So – this is bad for Detroit because two people are on my list that have not played a game for the franchise. Three, if you go further down the line. Yeah. Tony has Nicoletti, another player who has not played a single game for a Detroit yeah. franchise yet with the Red Wings. John. All right. This is where I have Jamie Collins, you know, former Patriot, you know, Patricia Love to sign his former pets. He's still on the lines of if, if the Google is to be believed, but I don't know. I think they also steered Tom in the wrong direction. So let me, Double check that real quick. Jamie Collins, Jamie Collins is, on the li- DetroitLions.com. He is cer- he's still there. John, he's okay. still there. Then Jamie Collins, it is. <laughs> Jamie Collins will go to John. Not because of his Detroit play, but, you know, just because he's in a uniform. <laughs> he, he's, he's in Honolulu blue. Tom. Exactly. I got uh, Dylan Larkin. That's where Dylan Larkin comes in for Tom. Zach. This is Jared Goff. Jared Goff. He hasn't played a game yet. I didn't want to put him high, and he's been terrible the last two years. There's a lot of people on our list that haven't played a game yet. It's true. Don already had my number nine, but I'm going to go Jeremy Grant. Um, most improved player finalist for the Pistons. Had over 20 points a game this year for Detroit. Tony has Jeff Okuda. John. I got Brashad Perriman. <laughs> You might remember him from uh, the Jets last year. You know, our uh, number one receiver right now in Detroit, Rashad Perriman. I, I still can't get over that when Mike Evans and Godwin was hurt that last year of Jameis in Tampa, and he just went absolutely off for those last yeah. couple games in fantasy. Almost, yeah. he got helped helped me a lot in the fantasy playoffs. I got a lot of love for him for that. Also, got him a nice contract from the New York Jets. Tom. I have Jeremy Grant here. Jeremy Grant to Tom at nine as well. Zach. This is where I go, Sewell. Can I Sewell? Yep. Zach at nine. Number 10 is another guy who has not played a game for the Detroit Lions yet. I got Michael Brockers, who has been a solid defensive lineman for the Rams. Tony has – I think Tony's number 10 is just to mess with John because he put Dennis Smith Jr. at number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. John, um, who's your number 10 after hearing that? All right, let me think. Let me look at any former Giants on the Lions roster. Are there any? I don't think so. There is one. There is one. Yes. I'm not telling you. 
That is mine. No, I, I, I'm not. I, I will find him. You will Listen, not find him. You know what? You know. You know what? I'm gonna pick. I just found out that Randy Bullock is Damn on it. the Lions. Ah. Let's go, Pat Randy. <laughs> Pat Randy makes his appearance. John, that was also that was not the former giant, but still, that's a former giant. He it well is a was. former giant. Yeah, Romeo Quar is there. He was on the giant. See him. All right, Tom. I'm also going with Randy Bullock. I was kind of hoping no one would say it. (laughs) Forgot Matt Prater's not there anymore. Zach. I'm finishing it off with TJ Hawkinson. Wrapping it up with TJ Hawkinson. So, Zach, I'll send you that list for the graphic, but those are our top ten guys from Detroit. It gets all easier from here. Yeah. Thank God. Speaking of which, which city do y'all want to do next? Uh, I think. What are, what are the big ones we're missing? Maybe Toronto would be good, actually. If Toronto would be... Would Toronto, be Nashville. Have you done Seattle? I don't think well, we've done Seattle yet, no. Let me ask you this. Do you want to do Seattle or do you want to do the Pacific Northwest and lump Vancouver in there? Good idea. I'll do that. Yeah. You want to do yeah, Pacific Northwest? Actually, yeah, that's fine. We'll do Seattle. And we'll Seattle do- and Vancouver. And if you if you want, do you guys want to throw Portland in there, or do you want to just leave it at Seattle and Vancouver? I mean, we should have first message. We could throw Northwest. Portland in when we do Vegas. Yeah. You want to do Portland in when we do Vegas? That works. So next week, we will, or Friday, I should say, it's going to be Seattle and Vancouver for our Shining Stars. And we will give the list for Detroit. It'll be up on our Instagram. It'll be up on our Twitter and all our social medias. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Too Many Men. Be sure to listen to all of our episodes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And, yeah, we will see you all on Friday for the latest episode.